good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Jessica Rigner. Jessica is a seven-figure income earner, online entrepreneur, and has cultivated and helped grow a company that was successfully sold. Today, we're going to dive into her hidden edge, belief, and how her mom and parents cultivated that all through her childhood. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Jessica Regner on the show. Jessica, welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you so much. So exciting to be here. So let's dive right into your hidden edge, right? The podcast is all about stretching the minds, the realities of people that might not see these things in their day-to-day so they can grow personally, professionally. They can ultimately step into the best version of themselves. So share with the audience your hidden edge, and then we're, I know we're going to dive in and, and have a great discussion around it. I, I love this question, and I think foundational to any success that I've ever had is this blueprint, the success and money blueprint that was instilled to me by my parents, specifically my mom, this unshakable belief, her confidence in me and this belief in me that I could do anything. And it really produced in me this maybe naive, but just conviction, just confidence that anything was possible and that no was just a step into the direction of getting to yes. I've always thought there's a way to get to yes. My mom instilled this in me, this unbelievable success and money blueprint informed everything I've ever done. I love that. So let's go back to childhood, right? Do you have a couple of examples that just stick out in your mind? Maybe you went through a difficult experience as a, as a child and your mom just kind of reinforced that blueprint. Oh my gosh. So the wildest story. So my parents tried for so long to have children, were told they'd never have kids. And I was a miracle. They used, they actually did for, drove to another state to have fertility treatment in a time when 44 years ago, that wasn't really very mainstream. Like certainly like it is today, were able finally after so many years, so many disappointments to have me. And when I tell you that they got it right, they got it right. They invested in like how to parent 101, but they made me like, they had such gratitude for me. I will tell you that as an adult, I, my mom overheard me having a conversation with someone telling them a little bit about how I grew up and just how there was, we had so much. My parents lived in financial plenitude and my mom, I remember her pulling me aside and saying, what are you talking about? My dad was laid off so often. At front, he was at, worked at a trucking company, was a dispatcher. My mom worked so hard. She was always present. I don't remember her ever not being present, but she was a nurse, a case manager, a director of nursing, worked really hard. But I remember just thinking there was extraordinary abundance. I never wanted for anything. I wanted, you know, I was going to drive. They got me the safest car they could possibly find. I went to the greatest, I went to private school, Christian high school. I went to a great college. They paid for it and didn't walked out of there with just really feeling like 
anything's possible. There's so much. There's always plenty. And that was the headline. Never scarcity. Never, hey, we don't have enough money. Not, none of that talk that makes me cringe to hear people say now. Mm -hmm. Always plenty. Okay. So your mom said, hold on a second. That wasn't really the reality. What did she kind of explain? Like how, how was it managing what they were going through, but also making sure that you didn't hear that, that scarcity mindset that everything was, was available. My mom has that rooted in her core and she will say okay. that it comes from her parents too. That okay. whole playful mentality, that whole abundance mentality is so rooted strongly in her and both her and my dad, even more my dad headline is that they've lived this life of not just gratitude, but also this voracious commitment to how do we leave people better than we found them? I mean, my dad, here he was this often laid off dispatcher, like not a, not, not anyone you'd point to and go community business leader. But when I tell you, he passed away when I was 20 years old and mm -hmm. the line for his funeral wrapped around the church two times. And people came, people came from, you know, New York city, from where I went to college, people came from all over the place. And they, my friends looked at this and just said, your dad was such a great man. He was so good to people. People always wanted to be in my house. They always wanted to come to my house. They confided things in my parents. They would have never shared with their own parents. And it was that belief that at the core, they would find the goodness in you and they would extract it and develop it and they would hone in on it and make you feel it. You just felt that how much they cared about people. And then they always just, there was always another, we'll build a bigger table. We'll seat more people who, how many other people can we fit in? Everyone's invited, included. And how can, what can we do to leave you better? I love it. It just sounds like they had this mentality, like no matter what, there is a way we will figure it out. It's figure outable. Like we'll yeah. just get it done. And when you have that conviction, when you have that, it just breathes such confidence. So obviously you're a parent now. How has that translated into your discussion with your kids, how, how you've cultivated in that, that in them? You know, it's so interesting because I used to say to, I used to say to my husband, Doug, I would rather that our kid to learn that our kids were being bullied than to ever hear that they were the bully. I remember saying to my kids, like, if you want to break my heart, hurt other people's feelings, leave other mm -hmm. people out that, that bullying by omission, exclusion, and just knowing that that would hurt other people. And I also will say that I had a great mentor once, and she was telling me that when your kids go to find a life partner, when they go to, you know, find the person that they'll, they'll spend the rest of their life with, encourage them to look at that person's family. Look at their parents because you're marrying who you're marrying is who you'll become. And Jeff, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Is that I pray that I'm half the person. I pray someday at the end of my life that my funeral will have a quarter of the people that showed up to my dad's that stopped to tell me how much of a difference he made in their life. This dispatcher from this small town in Berks County, Pennsylvania made a difference. He had an incredible legacy and you don't have to be a fortune 100 CEO or, you know, the head of a nonprofit, you don't have to be someone like that to make such a difference. But your question is so important because I watch, I watch my kids today. And when people say, Oh, Avery, my oldest daughter, junior in high school, she's so much like you. I, I think number one, she's, she, I pray that the blueprint that I seek to leave for them to leave people better. How can we serve? What can we do? I pray that that comes off in them. But what I found is that this generation service is in their DNA. Okay. Kindness is in their DNA. And 
as parents, we can ruin it. We can, I watch these kids and I'm like, gosh, I will run from any, if you're talking about other people in a negative way, like I run from those circles, right? You never sit in them. But I watch some of these, some of the kids repeating behaviors of parents. And so we have to just have this new cognition that what I'm doing duplicates into the world in this next generation. So if it's lifting, hey, I want to be the person that my kids see me lifting. If I'm talking about someone, it's to acknowledge them, praise them, talk about what I love about them. I pray that that's in the home. Am I perfect? No. Do I watch them pick up my bad habits better, more so than they pick up my good habits? Absolutely. So that's, I guess, the foundation that I, I'm just seeking that can make great the next great decision. Can I make another great decision? Yeah, I, I love that. And I think so many times we discount the impact that we can have on others by being empathetic, by being compassionate, by caring about others, right? We live in a connected world, but a much disconnected world because it's social media, it's text message. We're not having phone conversations. We're not having conversations like this where we can see each other and, and the nonverbal communication comes across. And that's, that's so important. And I will say, I say it to my boys, like I am setting you up. I, I hope you crush everything that I've done in life, because if I've given you that gift, then I'm doing my job as a parent. And that's so, so vitally important. What or do you have a mantra or any kind of sayings that your mom left with you that, you know, you just continue to go back to they they just repeat over and over again? Oh gosh. Okay. So this is really important. So a couple of things, my mom used to write me letters. I still have so many of the letters that she wrote me through the most important seasons of my life. When there was a lot of times when there was what per I perceived as a crisis, a handwritten letter from my mom, pouring belief, pouring kindness, love perspective. But she would always say, Kesara, Sarah, which is a song, whatever will be, will be Kesara, okay. Sarah. And she would say, Jessica, hit your wagon to a star hit your wagon to a star. And that just, that was constant. I could do anything. <laughs> I could tell you a terrible story one time about how uh, we can talk about that in a second, but I will tell you that the mantra that I want my kids to take away is that, you know, that it's not so much the circumstances that befall us, it's the reaction. And mm -hmm. so no matter what happens, I want my kids to see me saying, this is good because, I mean, you know, I've taken, I've had, I've owned businesses, I've had great success and I've had great failure. And I hope that at the end of my life, my kids go to my funeral and they say, no matter what happened to our mom, she would always say, this is good because, and find a reason that there is some massive advantage that will come to her or our family or the world because of the situation. I love that mindset, right? That growth mindset. Even if it's a challenge or an obstacle, it's an opportunity. It's going to grow you. You're going to get better because of it. And so many times when people don't have that growth mindset, they don't see obstacles or challenges or issues as opportunities. It's, oh, why, you know, it's, it's almost that victim mentality. Like, why is this happening versus, all right, here's a mental rep I've got to put in. I've got to get some confidence. I've got to get some courage. I've got to, you know, build through it and knowing from past history, when you go through those challenges, when you go through those obstacles, you get better. We almost get to crave those then. And, and when you see them, it's all right. All right. This is, this is a perfect opportunity. I'm going to grow more than I would when things are easy and, and kind of simple. And it's just an amazing mindset to kind of flip. I, I bet everyone listening has historical proof 
of something you desperately wanted and a, you were taken into a new course and how it worked out for your good. And honestly, that person, maybe it's somebody you wanted to marry, a job you thought was perfect for you, a promotion you didn't get, and it ended up being something that prospered you. And I bet everyone has some historical data point that they can point to and go, it actually worked out so much better than I would have ever dreamed if I would have gone down path A. So, so true. And unfortunately, we don't pull from that. We need to have that available. Like keep a reminder somewhere up that you got through it and that most difficult period in your life you're able to battle, battle through. So you can get through it now. You can yeah. use it as an opportunity for growth. And, and that's so important from, from a mindset perspective. What I think the, if, you, if, you tell your, if you tell your listeners, if there's two things that people can take away, like well, actionable things, this is good because anything that happens, this is good because, and force yourself into that, that becomes, you talk about mental reps, that is becomes a muscle you can grow. And then the other thing that I constantly am saying is the world is conspiring cons continuously in my favor. The world mm -hmm. is conspiring in my favor because you can walk around with the absolute opposite yep. mindset. But I just say to my kids, like, oh, my gosh, this is life is always working out for us. Isn't this awesome? This parking spot that I got, this financial windfall, this success that we've had, life is constantly working out for us. We currently need some, we have a big obstacle in one of our houses. This is, life is always working out for us. The best people are coming to just solve this problem for us. We are so fortunate. I love those two things. And, and to your point, versus having the universe conspire to help us. It's so easy to go the opposite way, right? We're wired for negativity, right? It, it, our, we've evolved, but our caveman brain still thinks there's a saber-toothed tiger out there ready to kill us. So, and we feed it so many times. And and I've worked with clients, and I, they're like, the first thing I do in the morning is I check the news. I'm like, okay, that's number one thing you need to stop uh, right now. Uh, like, do not check the news. They know the negativity principle. That's why everything is negative. It's going to start you down this, this wrong path. And Definitely. I say you, I mean, we live in the greatest time ever, right? From a technology perspective, we have supercomputers in our hands, but we're not using those to help us. So many times they're hurting us or detracting from what we truly want to chase. And I, I'm like, constantly feed yourself with personal development. Like you can get Tony Robbins, you know, Evan Carmichael, Les Brown. You can listen to my podcast. You can fuel your mind. You can feed it with positivity all day long, but people choose not to. And it's such a powerful choice when you say, you know what, I'm just going to feed it. And I do it on a daily basis. And people are like, you do all. I'm like, yes, because you want, you, you can't. So many people think that you, Jessica, me, Jeff, we're, we, we have different blood running through our system. It's not the case. We have difficult days. We have failures, but we constantly feed that positive dog, that positive wolf. And all of a sudden it just, it just starts becoming this momentum in our lives that is very difficult to stop once you've got it going. It's the truth. It absolutely is the truth. And honestly, I want people to, to, hear that too. That side is that I know what to do, right? I've, this is years of refining this muscle, but yep. there are still days when my cortisol is elevated. I'm defaulting to worst case scenarios. I want to hide under my bed. I used to have this. I Years ago, back when the twin, Gavin and Quinn, our twins were babies, I went through this horrific black period. And there's no other way to describe it. Postpartum depression that spiraled into black. I took six weeks off of work. I was a vice president of a 
major corporate job and I was a professional risk to myself. So I took time out of work and I, and I, it was, I had this deep empathy that was crippling. The neighbor's house had a fire. I couldn't get out of bed. I was so upset for them. The worst case, all these negative tapes in my head. And I, I met with a therapist who said, imagine that the worst things in life are a high handed them to you as a hot burning hot coal straight from the fire. And I put it in your hand. And what would you do? You drop it immediately, reflexively. And she would say, when those bad thoughts, those negative thoughts come upon you, in your head, say hot coal as an association and imagine that in your head. And that has become a verb from some of my very best friends is that people that have this negative, either it's self-talk or it's this overwhelm or this defaulting, hot coal, drop it. Like as if I put a burning hot, from the fire, hot coal in your hands, drop it, hot coal. My friends will tell me like, I hot calling that right now, cannot process that, won't go there. I had to hot coal because I needed to, I started going in this downward spiral. Hot coal can become a verb, but I'll tell you, it's been an awesome, just a reflex to just say hot coal. No, not today. I love that. I love the verbalizing it, right? And just saying hot coal, I'm dropping it. The fact that you're even talking about it and our, our language is so incredibly important. I mean, if you're, you're picking it up, Listening to this, I mean, Jessica is laying down some great little clips for you to attach on, use, write down, right? That you do those over and over again. You're building that mindset muscle. You're going to start that process. You're going to start that momentum. And it just continues to build in that hot coal. I'm going to, I'm going to use that one for sure. That's a, that's a great one to think about. So, so many, so many people, and you have a deep connection with emotion, but I think so many women, especially just, mm -hmm. they feel such intense emotion. And then that feeds, you know, that builds and feeds. And if you're taking it down the wrong path with that intense emotion, it can, it can literally shift the course of your next month, quarter, year. But conversely, you can do the exact same thing to harness that intense yep. emotion around something. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you find hot coal valuable. It's been so impactful. Something so simple has been so impactful for years and I've spread it to a lot of people. So I know you lead many different people in, in your business. What are a couple of things you do? Obviously hot coal is one, yeah. what are a couple of things you do? And you know, we talked about family and, and leading your kids a little bit, but what about, you know, leading some of the team that you lead? What are some things that you love to instill in them or do on a daily basis that helps them step into the best version of themselves? Uh, well, I'll tell you in my, so we have a bunch of businesses, as you know, my largest by far my largest business is network marketing. Mm -hmm. And I was honored with, I was the global leader of the year last year and the woman of the year this year. And I'll tell you when people, I, I really reflected on like, what, what has been the success we've had unbelievable growth, like uh, mm -hmm. just record setting growth in our business. And I'll tell you what I believe that it is besides we've created duplicatable systems for people to follow and plug into. We've attracted, we filled the top of a funnel with a top, with an extremely high achieving, high performing kind of avatar of person to show them this is what you do. But I think that the key is that I've surrounded myself with people who've become obsessed with leaving people and the world better than they found it. And okay. I think that's been a huge when people look at our, when they look at what we've created and they go, I'm just, I'm curious, what are the fact, what's the factors? Well, the foundation is when I look at someone, I look at you, Jeff, and I see you not as you show up today. I just see these incredible qualities intensified, amplified, how to 10 X. And I just see every person that I'm working with in a elevated position. What could I do to help that person 
get have find the success and want to tease out what are the goals that they're looking for. And that's why we've created this deep bench of extraordinarily record setting success in people. But what happens there, and this isn't anything, this isn't just in my online virtual businesses, this isn't any business I've ever had. I've worked in two very successful traditional startup companies, one that was acquired for an extraordinary record setting amount of money and one that was on a path to be acquired and still is extremely successful. But what I've seen is that the more people that you can help succeed, the more you're successful. And that's what I found is, you know. I, I actually was shocked when I saw, oh gosh, this is the income that we've created this year because I was so busy focused on other people. And I think that's in anything. I hope my kids do that. Hey, feed the ball to this person. You know, I have a daughter who's, you know, just already getting some attention on her basketball career. And right. she's like, who can you set up for success? Who can you make look better? Because been look making other people look better, you look better. No, I love I love that. I mean, I wrote down service and obsess leaving the world better. I mean, think about those couple things that are, can be so foundational to what you do. And didn't say money. It was no. How do you impact other people? How do you leave their world better? How do you help them in a certain way that that just, at the end of the day, one, it's it's going to fulfill you more than that financial aspect of it, yeah. right? You're, you're just going to, you're going to feel full it's it's amazing when you can reach out to someone maybe that you haven't spoken to in quite some time and you just ask them how they're doing, right? And and I feel like that's lost in today's world is people actually picking up the phone and calling somebody. Hey, I was just thinking about you. How can I help you? Or what's going on? Right? I just want to just want to send you some love and some energy and and some positivity your way. I think the biggest thing is that people like that are obsessed with financial success. Here's the thing. Money's energy, right? You can, you can create and magnetize unlimited amounts of money. I've watched so many people do it. People like me who came from very little and you can magnetize anything. Money is energy. But what I do believe is that when you can equip people with surplus of money, surplus, and you can create impact through a surplus, through overflow, then when people are left better, they can go leave the world better. So if it's energy is if you want to attract and magnetize more into your life, it's literally looking for ways, like just like you're saying, who can I serve? Pay for the person behind you in line at your convenience store or in the drive-thru. Walk out and look people in the eye. You have a cashier. You have a, someone checking you out at a grocery store. Look them in the eye. Ask them how they are and wait to listen. Let somebody let somebody feel seen and heard. And honestly, what is better than that? You're out and somebody pays for your coffee. That feels great, right? But it feels twice as good to pay for somebody else's coffee and watch how it blesses them. Yeah, so, so true. Love that. Jessica, where can uh, where can people find you, connect with you if they, they want to look you up? Yeah, so I'm all over on social media, Jessica.Rigner on Instagram, Jessica Badeau Rigner on Facebook. I have a podcast, Drive the Line with Jessica. And um I'm looking forward to connecting with people. I have a website, jessicarigner.com, but I love connecting with people who have a heart of service, who have a burning desire to do more in life because partnered and aligned, some of the best opportunities come when you align up with people who share that energy and mentality and belief about the world. Love it. Love it. Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement. 
part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We're stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.